media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. We're having, uh, well, many tweets, in fact, uh, regarding what's happened before. Hashtag media show, as for always. Uh, Justice for all saying, I wonder how many students will believe Blade when he claims uh, Tibet or TVET qualifications will be recognized by varsities. Marissa Lowe, of course, who's in the PR industry herself, has been tweeting extensively, including uh, some of the people, CEOs in the in the industry. Um, check check them out. Fine. Brumick, of course who I alluded to earlier, head of Discovery Health. He's on Twitter, but certainly not Adrian Gore. But you can check out a whole lot more if you just uh, scroll through hashtag media show on my timeline because I'm going to, I'm going to retweet that as well. But right, and then Tonya Kuri, of course, teasing ahead to looking at media coverage of, of the big stories of the last week. Uh, Willie Sienna will talk to Kim about uh, looking at Facebook and what's, what's really happened to them over the last five or ten years. But for now, we have an eye on feature that we do every Sunday around this time. Tiki Barnard with me. Um, in fact, it says legendary advertising veteran. Um, so this word, it's legendary and veteran. I picked up there. Uh, the title actually in terms of what you do is CEO of Shift Social Developer, which I find fascinating. Tiki, good chatting to you. Hi. Good morning, Ashraf, and good morning to all your listeners. I don't quite know if I can live <laughs> up to that. But I was, I was going to ask you, which one? Do you agree with both, or actually are you going to refute? I'm going to refute. Oh, that's not good. Hopefully, I, sometimes they say know yourself. You know. Yeah. So, so let's tell, well, tell us who you are then. You know, know yourself. Wow. Okay. So, what did you do? So let me start off with saying that I always believe that I grew up in the advertising industry because I spent 22 years in it. Yeah, wow. Started off in very, very, right at the beginning in reception and then worked my, my, my way through all the different departments because I often used to say to myself, I'm one of those people that have literally worked in every single department within an agency wow. but for creative because I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't draw, although I believe that we're all creative. Mm. You know, we're just creative in, in, in different ways. So I, my journey started, I was at a very small agency called Barnard, McEldowie and Rock. Went off to Ogilvy, worked with Matthew Bull, who's mm. now mm. In, in overseas in the States. I then left um, Ogilvy, uh, started my own business for a while. Uh, called Tiki Barnard Consultancy, then ended up on that journey at Network BBDO, where I spent my last eight years. Wow. And um, worked with big names, you know, like Mike Shalit. And, I mean, I was driving here this morning thinking about Robin Putter because I used to work with mm, Rob, mm, that great mm, man, mm, Robin mm. Putter, from, from Ogilvy. And then, Ashraf, I think it was in 2008 or something like that, you know, after spending this 22 years in the, in the advertising industry. And at that stage, I was responsible for the internal operations at Network BVDO. Right. And then Proximity was still around, and I was the GM of, of Proximity at that stage. And one day, can't tell you what it was, <laughs> something came along and said, you know what, Tiki, you need to go and save the world. <laughs> And so that, that's your job now. So we've, yeah. had, we've had Save South Africa or Save SA. Yeah. Uh, and there's some other version of that. I'm not sure what it is. I don't mean the freedom one. There's some other organized Or Save ASA, Advertising yeah. Centers Authority. Yeah. But then, of course, we have Save the World, which Tiki Barnard heads up. Okay, we have a new title. I thought okay. that was the job of the, of the Secretary General of the United Nations, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. So. Is that what drives you? You have this, this mission... 
I have this mission to save the world, but I just want to take a step back to say that when I was at Network PBDO, it was really the time, if I look back now and I look at all of the young people that I worked with then, they all ECDs at big agencies mm-hmm. today. Mariana O'Kelly yes, is at okay. Ogilvy. Yes, right. I mean, Brad Riley's back at Network now. Tom Cullinan is at Metropolitan. I mean, I look at all of these, uh, of these, these ECDs and I think, wow, how b- blessed was I to have worked with all of them at that stage in, in, in my life. But then I guess the calling came to go and save the world and then that's when I started All right, so, on my own. So is Shift Social Development that that forum that helps you save the world? Well, it is at the moment. That's what we're busy doing. We're building that forum to save the world because I guess you can see that we haven't been that successful because <laughs> mm-hmm. we haven't saved the world yet. Mm-hmm. But after, after Network BBDA, I went and worked at Kajiso um, TV and Communications mm-hmm. And we extensively did social development programs in, in marginalized communities. And I had the very, I mean, I was very honored to work with Coco Kachalia because she was mm-hmm. my CEO at the time. Okay. And we ha- worked on some really, really great programs. We worked with the Center for Disease Control on HIV programs, um, you know, in, in these marginalized communities. And I guess for me, that was where my advertising and marketing sort of met social development and and that's really where my so passion advertising lies. advertising marketing for a good cause. I yes. That's yeah. really easier. Yeah. Uh, so, and therefore, I mean, some of the specific things you are involved in now, like, like you know, more, more, more in particular? So, at the moment, what I'm involved with is um, I work with, with Andrew Human on Luris because mm-hmm. what we did is we changed the Ubuntu Awards to the Shared Value Awards. Tell me about that. You, you were <laughs> instrumental in that. Tell me about that. So, so we had the, you know, Unilever is one of the biggest sponsors, obviously, for that particular category. So what they did is they, I think they had a discussion with Andrew. I wasn't privy to it that they thought we need to do something more about that. And I think at that stage, I've just, I went back to studying um, Mm -hmm. and I um, wrote my final paper on shared value. And I did my research on the advertising industry and, and what their understanding was of shared value. So I went to Andrew and I said, We've, we, we can change Ubuntu Awards to shared value. Why don't we do that? So what I had to do, we obviously had to write a motivation to Unilever to say, because, you know, the word Ubuntu is used so widely, you know, that, that I think in certain, you know, for us in the Ubuntu Awards, it was, it was moving a little bit towards shared value at that stage, mm. you know. And then we thought, fine, let's just make it the, you know, change it to the shared value awards. And then last year was the first time that we so awarded. It. Yeah. So, so yeah. would you not be, you know, notwithstanding how, how people... Uh, definitions, uh, etc. I mean, w- when you are in the marketing space, there's a bit of a license to to play around with words. Are you not going against the grain to call something Ubuntu into shared value? When when there's this massive drive to to pick up indigenous words and indigenous values in our country. I don't, you know what it is though, because Ubuntu really is, you know, when people interpret the understanding or the definition of Ubuntu, it's what it means to, it's what it means to you. So I don't Mm. think that changing, for me, changing the Ubuntu awards 
to creating shared value because what needs to happen, Ashraf, is that we've got to accelerate change in the world. And if we just, if I, it was my personal feeling is that at that stage, if we just stayed with Ubuntu, Mm. you know, what about business and what is business doing to accelerate change? Because Ubuntu is, is, is really that feeling between you and me, you know, Mm. and Mm. how Mm. we can change the world. But you know what? Business has got a huge role to play in changing the world. And that's another so, so what is your understanding then by, of, of shared value? So a, a sort of a simple definition of shared value is when you create economic value as an organization, so you make a profit. But while you're making your profit, you're also adding value to society. So you you making a a, a a social impact on society while you're making mm. your your money, and I can give you some you know some great exa- examples. One of our um, one of our speakers at our summit, and I'll I'll tell you a little bit about the summit later on is is Safaricom. If you look at Safaricom, it's one of the biggest service cell phone service providers in in Kenya. So what they did is they they introduced Mpesa, which we also tried to mm, introduce mm, here. Yeah. Mm. So they introduced Mpesa and they made banking available to the previously unbanked. Mm, but mm. Safaricom, according to published figures, um, in the first three years of running Mpesa with transferring money, you know, from cell phone to cell phone, they transferred more than $600 billion yeah. wow. in the first three years. But they made $100 million profit out of that. Now, that is a prime example of creating shared value because you as a business have addressed an actual societal issue which was, you know, access, mm-hmm. you know, access to people, and, and you've made your, your, your money. And we've got some local, you know, examples which I, as I, well. I'd like to go through, but, 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 I mean, before we do that, so, so is shared value not another name for, you know, corporate social investment? No. What's so, the difference? So, so the difference is if you look at, at government, you look at NGO and NPOs and CSI. So CSI is literally when what happens with CSI is that, you know, you CEO decides or the organization decides that they want to support a, a cause. Mm. So they would then, you know, provide that funding for that particular cause, but it's never going to affect their bottom line. It's never going to – there's no return on the investment because you don't expect a return on the investment if, you, if, mm. you, mm. if you're mm. giving money to a particular cause. So – and this is very, very specifically business-driven. It's when you make money, but you also – you know, have a positive social impact. Is it, is it the case of, so, okay, so, so, so with, with regard to shared value, uh, is, is that bottom line measured still in money terms or is it measured in, uh, in, in social impact? It's measured in both. So what you would do, very, we know, and I mean, I sometimes get very passionate about this because, you know, it's all about profit, it can no longer be only about profit anymore, Mr. CEO, as I'm talking here this morning. You have to make, you've got to look at what social impact your organization have on society as well. And you need to consciously change, change that. So when we talk about moving from a for-profit only strategy, you have to basically relook everything and how you do it. And if I can bring up an example like, like Nestle, so Nestle's entire business strategy 
is around creating shared value. So when they engage with, with the supply chain, what they do is they ensure that their supply chain, you know, the farmers that provide for FMCG, that provide all their, their, their products and everything, that those farmers are properly trained, that they, they have the right facilities, that the infrastructure is right, because not only does the farmers profit from that, but so does Nestle because they've got a reliable supply chain. If no, they no, do that. With, with, with Nestle doing that, you know, some may say, I mean, that's not Nestle's core business. Their core business would be to deliver something milky along a whole range of different yeah. products. Once they start, let's call it interfering in that supply chain, doesn't it take away from what Nestle really does? I don't, you, um, well, I don't personally, and I think Nestle probably would back me on this, it's not interfering in your supply chain because the thing is that you want to keep your competitive edge as a, as a supplier to the consumers. Mm-hmm. So if you want to keep your competitive edge, you've got to do everything in your, in your power in order to ensure that. And if your, if, if it, if it means, um, you know, building a reliable supply chain in order to do that, it is just, you know, it, it's part of your business. That's really what it is. It is part of your business. Okay. And do you have proof that they, in fact, working at, at what they do, it works for them? It definitely does. I mean, you can just look at some of the coffee suppliers uh, and another example. I mean, I was astounded to find out the other day that the Americans drink 146 billion cups of coffee annually. Wow. So a huge mark, coffee market, huge for Nestle. So, so um, for them, I mean, it, it is making a huge difference because they keep their competitive edge. They've got these reliable supply chain, you know, and they ha- keep the investors happy as well. Okay, fascinating. Chatting to uh, Tiki Barnard, who's the CEO of Shift Social Development, but certainly she's been in the advertising or marketing space in our country extensively on a whole range of things. You can Google it to get her entire story. She may refute the fact that this has been described as legendary or veteran. I'm not too sure which one. But anyway, <laughs> other than that, you can check it out. She's certainly touched an impact in the lives of many people. Well, what are you involved in now in, some, you know, in terms of specific projects? So, so, what, so what happened to me is that I had my own consultancy business for a while and I was extensively working on, on corporate social investment because I've, I've, I've done the journey. I've come through the marketing. Then I got into NPOs and NGOs at Kahiso, we worked with NPOs, NGOs, and, and CSI. And then what happened after that is I, I fell in love with the whole sustainability journey as well. I'm a member of the Global Reporting Initiative, <clears throat> and I worked in the sustainability, you know, trying to help organizations report on sustainability for a while. And then I, I, I you know, f- went back to studying and fell in love with, with creating shared value. And for me, I so passionately believe that that is what we need in order. That's the new business model we need well, to I'm, change I'm the world. Well, I'm going to speak to you about it because, you know, <laughs> listeners may know, and I talk about it often, I'm, I'm part of a fairly new movement called, called Champion South Africa. And, and, yeah. and here's the bottom line to it is that we, don't, we, we want to be the champion nation on earth, but it starts by saying champion people build champion people, yeah. and then champion people build champion nations. So that's the type of shared value. We need to get your input on it and see, see where that goes, right? How, are, you being, are you successful at what you do now? My, I measure my success on the difference that I make in people's lives. So you always want to, and, I, and that's also something I, I'm glad you brought that up, because for me, social entrepreneurs... 
if we if we look back, social entrepreneurs normally want to do good. We want to do good, so we start our mm-hmm. own NPO or our own NGO, and we don't expect to make money. It's changing. Because our social entrepreneurs, they want to do good, but they also want to do good business as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so Shift Social Development is a for-profit organization. I run it with five beautiful young female millennials, okay. <laughs> which is a, which, which is a challenge because we know the millennials are a totally different, um, you know, <laughs> group of, of, of young people and you have to be on your toes all the time. So what we, the, the, how we stumbled onto the 2017 Africa Shared Value Summit is that after my studies, I went to New York and I wanted to go and see what they do from a shared value perspective mm-hmm. as well. So I went to the summit there and I realized while I was sitting there is that it were all these global organizations creating shared value. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing back home? However, I have to say that Discovery was uh, one of the the speakers at the 2015, Adrian Gore, in actual fact, was there in 2015, because the Fortune, Fortune, in actual fact, every year draw up a list of the top 50 companies that's changing the world. And Discovery, in actual fact, was on that list in in 2015. That was the first Mm, year that mm, the list mm, came mm. out. So when I came back, um, and with my, my, my colleagues, you know, we started engaging with organizations about creating shared value. And I think my research in the advertising industry also showed me how little people knew mm, about mm, it. Mm. So we started engaging, and then we sat down one day around the boardroom table, and we said, ladies, we have a problem here because nobody knows about this, this, this actual new mm. business concept. Mm. What shall we do? And, and at that stage, one of our members who's now since left us, Tembi, she's involved with Cape Tourism at the moment. She said, why don't we do a conference about creating shared value? We get people in that know what it's about, that's got successful stories to tell. And then we also bring in the CEOs and the, and, and the decision makers who hasn't really taken up that, mm, that journey, yeah. who hasn't, who's, who's been waiting. Or and watching. that's coming up, the, the, your latest iteration comes up soon. Yeah. It's on the, I'm so excited about it. It's on the 25th and the 26th of May. We've decided to make it Africa Day, start on Africa Day, mm-hmm. because it's the 2017 Africa Shared Value. Because, you know, as we sit here this morning, we know that Africa is the new continent where all the business focus and everything is on. And we, we then said, fine, we call it, we spoke to the people in, in New York, FSG in New York, one of them is actually coming, the MD is coming out to be our keynote speaker. So, um, and we said, fine, we align it to, to the FSG summit in New York, and we do the 2017. So, inaugural one, first one, it's not going to be the last one, of this course. is our first one, mm-hmm. we're doing um, on the 25th and 26th of May, and then we had to, as in advertising, we had to go and look for those clients to sponsor and, the actual and, and summit. We've got them. I'm right, very good. happy to say. Just give, give me a website address for, for, for that summit, firstly. Okay, it's it's a little bit long, but it's www.africasharedvaluesummit.com. Africa Shared Value Summit. Well, feel free to tweet all that to me and then to just hashtag media show as well. I'll certainly pass okay. it on, right? Uh, it is... It is is shared value reliable supply example possibly in South Africa with our labor laws and culture of strikes and vandalism comes from someone called BM. Did, did you get that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 
So, so what I want to say with, with, with shared value, and there's a beautiful story about a, a, a wine farm in, in the Cape called Tundi. So we know that you have labor problems, and the way to overcome those labor problems in the shared value space is you need to involve your staff. You need to either come up with, 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 a, with a strategy to make them shareholders because then your labor problems go away. Because if I own part of the business, it's very important for me to actually keep the business but, but, going. But here's the problem. I, and I hear that. But then you, then you have equity problems. I don't, you know, what it is, is that we also go through, we've we got to go through an educational process as well, as far as the equity problems are concerned as well. And the thing is, Ashraf, we've got to start somewhere. You know, we're going to have these equity problems. We're going to have all of these other problems. But if we don't make a start, if not now, when are we going to make a start? Because the thing is that government, NGOs, NPOs, CSI, they can't bring about the change at scale mm. that is needed mm. to address the 17, you know, sustainable development goals. I mean, So, so do, you, do you see then the business model or the business models of the world changing uh, in the light of the oft-repeated uh, thought or accusation that, that these big companies are just largely exploitative. That means that for them to stay ahead now, they need to become more shared value and show us how they are more shared value as opposed to CSI. They have to, because when you look at that, the young millennials, when we look at them, they are far more socially conscious than what our generation was. And the thing is that they want to know who they buying their products from and where do those products come from? How will they produce? You know, and uh, did they look at the water consumption? So what we have to do as organizations, if we want to be around in another 10 years time, mm. we're going to have to look at those, um, you know, at those issues. Because when we look, I, for me, we always say at Shift Social Development that the sustainable development goals run in our DNA. Because there you've got 17 you know, UN Sustainable Development mm. Goals, there is no excuse that a company cannot address one of those goals, you know, in their overall okay. strategy. As a, as a marketer, therefore, do, do you advocate, you know, and I'm talking consumers now, yes, do you advocate yeah. consumers being very, very ethical in their shopping? I will not shop at a certain store because they do this or they, have, they use child labor in Asia, that, that sort of thing. Would you, would you advocate for that or, or is that just out of your reach? No, I, I would advocate for that because I think it's happening already, though, because there's so many choices. So, so I know, you know, that the, the, the young people, in actual fact, they look for, for those type of, you know, shops where they can go and shop. So prime example of that is also one of the speakers at our conferences is the Woolworths Good Journey story as well. So there's so many of these stories, but the thing is, locally, I think that the concept, there are some big organizations like the APSAs, the Nestle's, mm. even Nando's is involved in creating shared value. So, so and, and, you know, people sort of think, well, how can Nando's be involved in that? But they are. So, well, um, it'd be interesting. I, I, I think for many people who want to attend, it'll be very, very fascinating to see what comes out of it. I mean, you gave the Woolworths example, and here's the contradictions. You know, uh, mm. they, they talk about just the shared value. There's also been the counter accusation of them allegedly supporting the Israeli cause against yeah. Palestine, and that puts them up into a whole different situation. Yeah. By the way, many YouTubers, advertisers have now withdrawn from, from YouTube advertising because without their knowledge, their, their three or five second adverts are being linked, linked. to a whole lot of YouTube uh, postings that could encourage terror and a whole lot of other social evils. 
fascinating. It is fascinating. You know what I want to say, though, is there's no brand that gets it 100% right. But the thing is that we have to try and, and, and make a change. And, and I can, sitting here today, I mean, even if I look at that Fortune Top 50 organizations, they're not all getting it 100% right, but at least they're trying. And, you know, that's what we have to do. We've got to try and create a better life for all. You sound, you speak my language, by the way. You <laughs> want to change the world very, very idealistic, which is great, right? Just, just the last thing, uh, Tiki Barnard, then, in terms of your journey as, as a marketer with all the people that you've been a part of, right? What's, what's been your great flow? What, what have you learned the most? I think I've learned that communication is very important. But what I've learned is that I think that all of us are good. You know, we sometimes just lose our way. And I think, we care, all of us as human beings, we all care, and we all want to ensure that, it, you know, that, that people, you know, for me, when I look at the, the marginalized people out there, is that I think that we've got the power. Those, the, the, this, the gap, if I can call it that way, between the have and the have-nots is still too big. And I do believe what I've learned is that we've got to learn that we've got the power as the marketing industry. Mm-hmm. I want to say to the marketing industry is that we have the power to help accelerate change. And that, for me, is what I've learned about the ad industry, is that we have the power because we take product to market. So when we sit in a brainstorm and we're busy working on a new product that we have to take and client tells us that he mm-hmm. wants his return on investment, you know, and he wants to make this percentage profit, then we have to say, you know what, we have to ask the right questions. So that we can well, inform our let's consumers. Let's open up another whole discussion. Marketers <laughs> and ethical marketing. Do they step in? Do they step out and say, yeah. we will not market this no matter what? Let's leave it at that. Thanks for your time. I'm going to leave it to you to tweet the links to, to okay. your, your event and your whole concept of, of shared value. Um, and then, yeah, just tweet it to me as well as SFM Radio, hashtag Media Show. We will certainly share that. And Thank tweet you. your further opinions as well okay. on these issues. Love to, love to check that out. There we are. Fascinating. Tiki Barnard. Um, veteran. Legendary, those two other words, in the space of advertising, but now the CEO of Shift Development, Shift Social Development, talking about shared values. And I'm just thinking, wouldn't you want to like to work for her in the light of all the things she said? Don't answer, you think about that. Let's talk Facebook right after this.